I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Audio Time Capsule, episode 23. I'm comedian Simon Kane, and for those of you new to the show, this is the podcast where I invite a guest on, get them to leave 20 questions, and then a year later invite them back on to answer them. I then edit it so they're talking to their past self. All past voices will sound like this. And all future voices will sound like this. To give you an idea of how this show is structured, here is a question I left myself before this week's guest arrived. Hello 2018 Simon, who is your favourite musical comedian that you have discovered in the last year? I can't be the, this week's guest like that, we're removing him from the pool. I mean, obviously he can't be in this because A, I've known Johnny Awesome from before this year, uh, and also it would be awkward as fuck if I didn't pick him if he was involved. So uh, he's not involved, let's do this. Um, I've actually seen, I'm going to go with Stiff and Kitch, which is a musical double act. Um, I discovered them just before the Musical Comedy Awards, and then they won them, and I was very happy for them, and I've actually, and yeah, I think I think they do a really, really good job, and they've got a great dynamic between them, so let's go with that. Stephen Kitch, musical comedian, Johnny Awesome, came fresh off of doing Britain's Got Talent to leave questions about how his life and career have changed as a result of doing that show. But more than that, this episode shows how a work-life balance can be forged and created and I think that's a problem that a lot of freelancers have. So I found this really interesting and inspiring for someone to prioritise work and life in such a, an interesting way. If you're new here, please don't forget to hit that subscribe button. If you're old here, please do remember to give us an honest, ideally positive review in iTunes. And either way, please do join the Facebook group. It's called The Audio Time Capsule and it's on Facebook, obviously. But for now, let's open the time capsule of Johnny Awesome. Hello, Johnny Awesome of the future. Future? 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 This is Johnny Awesome on the 6th of August 2017. I'm sat on a lovely leather sofa in a flat in Edinburgh, having just done my show. And I think this is a great idea, so I'm feeling excited about asking you, future Johnny, these 16 questions. Hi, it's Johnny Awesome here. It's the 13th of November 2018. I am at home in my house in Croydon and I am feeling, I guess, quite excited to do this uh, second bit of the podcast. Um, But also, um, I really cannot remember what I asked myself. So I'm sort of a little bit nervous as to whether I'm going to kind of 
derail myself in an interview, which I think is why this pod is so brilliant. How was doing your first ever pantomime? It was knackering. That is the one word that I would use to describe doing a panto. It was brilliant. I had a really good time doing it. I made loads of new friends. It was really different to doing comedy on the circuit and things like that. But I thought I knew what it was like to be tired. I've got two small kids. I gig a lot. But panto is hardcore. Two shows a day for about five weeks. I think the first few shows, towards the end of a performance, I was honestly thinking, I am not going to make it through this run because I was wearing all these costume things and doing all these big dances and things. And I was so hot. I thought... I'm going to die on stage. Like, I am literally going to die on stage. By about halfway through the run, I started to feel like I was starting to kind of get with it. And I was like, yeah, okay. I think I'm actually starting to be able to breathe towards the end of this performance. And then by the end, I think that's the fittest I've ever been in my entire life because it's forced fitness. There's no, there's no way around it. If everyone is singing and dancing on the stage and you're in that number, then you just have to do it. So it was great fun. It was tiring, but... For a short period of time afterwards, I did feel a million dollars. I felt like I was in the prime of my life. Really good. Okay, in that case, I think before I get to Panto Run, I'm going to start doing a bit of a rocky and get myself in shape so I'm ready to take on how tiring that's going to be. Has Mabel learned to play the guitar yet? Mabel has not learned to play the guitar. We had a crack. We did some lessons. But because she's only six, her hand is a bit small to go onto the sort of neck of the guitar and, and, and do the chord shapes and things. So we had a bit of a try, but it wasn't really happening, even though I bought her a smaller guitar. However, the beautiful people at Tanglewood who sponsor me have sorted me out with a pink, bright pink ukulele, which is much smaller for her to have for Christmas. I brought that home actually the other day. It was quite funny because my wife said, if you think that there's not going to be World War Three in this house when Mabel opens that on Christmas Day and Ozzy's not got one for himself then you've got another thing coming so I had to go back to Tanglewood and ask for a blue one as well I know that's probably in this day and age bad to have a pink and a blue item but that's what they had and uh, for Christmas they're both going to have a ukulele so it's going to be a right jamboree on Christmas day around our house (laughs) ah good old Tanglewood thank you guys for sorting out those Christmas presents I will be dad of the year when they get opened on Christmas morning Have you told Dean from Gag Reflex, your agent, something that he didn't already know about Queen, the band, yet? Well, this is a timely question because we just went to see the film about a week ago. I literally went with Dean to watch Bohemian Rhapsody at the theatre. We really liked it. He did spot quite a few things in that film that he thought were not right in terms of the timeline uh, and some of the things that went on with Queen the Band. So um, I didn't tell him those things. So to answer the question properly, no. Um, But (laughs) to sort of back up what he's like as a super fan, going to see that film just qualifies that. We came out and before we'd even left the foyer, he was telling me uh, some of the things he'd noticed that weren't quite right. But we both enjoyed it, especially some of the big scenes towards the end. I won't spoil it if people haven't seen it. But personally, I didn't think it was quite as good as A Star Is Born, which absolutely blew me away. I didn't realise what a great film that would be when I went to see it. Damn. I knew it. He just knows too much about that band. And Elton John. 
I'm not even going to get started on how much he would know about that film when it comes out. Uh, but Dino, I love you. You're doing a very good job for me. And uh, one day I'll get a fact past you. One day I'll do it. Did you manage to break even at Edinburgh Fringe 2017? And did you have a party as planned if you did? I think I actually made some money at Edinburgh Fringe last year. It was definitely my best Edinburgh. Really enjoyed it. However, I would probably say any money made or saved or sort of any advancement in that uh, went the other way because for the first time I took my wife and two kids to Edinburgh with me and we ended up doing loads of cool stuff like going to the big aquarium and uh, going and seeing lots of shows and because I didn't want to kind of be begging people all the time for freebies and stuff we were just buying tickets for the four of us to see things and stuff like that so um, the show did well but normally I'd be in Edinburgh on my own I normally live with Mark Simmons the comedian and the two of us kind of like scraped by but um, I had the whole family with me so we were buying souvenirs and eating out and all sorts of stuff which was brilliant Uh, but yeah I think I probably just spent anything that I gained that year Um, but that's what it's for right it's you know life's for living it's all about having a good time and uh, making hay and then spending it on snow globes from aquariums that no one wants (laughs) Hurrah! We won't have to sell the house to pay for Edinburgh. Good times! Have you got any new tattoos? If so, what of and where? I think I have had a great big tattoo since we did the interview. And it was quite a good story because it was done by a guy called Jay Hutton, who is off Tattoo Fixers. And what happened was I played a club in Liverpool once and he saw me and he was with his fiance, and I do a joke bit in my set about doing weddings and funerals and he came up to me and said would you play my wedding and I realized it was the guy from Tattoo Fixers and I said I will play a wedding if you do me a tattoo and uh, I didn't need one covering up by the way he wasn't fixing a tattoo for me it was just a he's very good at doing tattoos so that's the deal we struck it was like old times bartering I went to his tattoo studio in Ellesmere Port and he did me a brand new tattoo Uh, of a cowboy on a horse, really good. And then a few weeks later, I performed at his wedding. And thankfully, it was a good one, and I had a good set and all that kind of thing, because I was thinking, I don't know how that refund would work. Equally, my agent, I sort of sent them an email saying, guys, I'm doing this for this, so if you want commission, you're going to have to go to this tattoo parlour and get small tattoos, 10% of the size of my tattoo. (laughs) And just in case anyone's wondering, they didn't go and get any tattoos. Very sensible, my lot. Very sensible. Have you managed to meet the rock band Steel Panther yet? I haven't managed to meet Steel Panther. Uh, they're coming to the UK after Christmas, I think, to do some shows. So I'll probably try and get down to those. But uh, here's an exclusive. I have got a side project on the go, which is a comedy band. That's all I'm going to say for now. But it rocks and I'm quite excited by it, actually. So, yeah, that's probably the first time in any interview I've talked about it, but it's a side project. It's with a bunch of mates who are all kind of in the same setup as me. We all used to be in bands and things like that. We're all doing other things now. But it is comedy, it's a rock band, and I like to think that we're going to do a few things in 2019. Oh, that sounds really good, but I can't believe that you're not going to tell me what it is when I'm in the band. 
but I'm excited. Did Colin Cloud win America's Got Talent? Colin didn't win America's Got Talent. He did brilliantly, though. And very recently, I noticed that they did this thing on America's Got Talent called the Champion Edition or something like that. And they chose their sort of favourite acts from the, all over the world uh, to come and be on it. And Colin was one of those acts. So he didn't win it, but I think he's pretty big in America now. I know he's done a lot of shows out there and that kind of thing. And it's all very well deserved because he's one of those people that when I saw him live, I was kind of like, A... I don't know how you're doing this, and B, you are sort of almost a bit scary, you know, in terms of like, are you connected to some kind of underworld thing here? What the heck is going on? Um, so yeah, he's a brilliant act to go and see, and I think Americans are doing that at the moment. Have you found a better cookie than the Waitrose dark chocolate and walnut yet? I haven't found a better cookie. I've even been trying since this pod. I've actually made an effort and tried some different bits and bobs. And to make it worse, the one that I like, the Waitrose walnut and dark chocolate Belgian cookie, I can't get it most of the time. I often see on the services sign the Waitrose logo and I think, I'm going to go in and get some. And I would literally stop on the drive to somewhere and try and buy some of them. And often they don't have them. So I'll buy something else. But it makes it it's more desirable. It's, uh, I don't know if it's a ploy by Waitrose, but they're a bit like gold dust getting those cookies. Um, I'm also starting to branch out into macaroons. That's my new thing. Macaroons, especially ones with chocolate on, they've got to be good for you, right? I mean, I, I, they feel to me like they're probably one of your five a day. Um, but yeah, that's the new thing. But no, haven't beaten that cookie yet and have tried. I think it's great that the only thing that you seem to have come away from the podcast recording and tried to do is find a better cookie. Um, good work. I think you've got your priorities in the right order. Are you still on the wagon? For anyone that doesn't know that phrase, I'm asking you, future Johnny, if you are still not drinking alcohol. Still on the wagon, and when we get to Christmas Eve, which is not that far away, 10 years sober. So quite proud of that. Haven't got there yet, so let's not jinx it. But yeah, it will be 10 years this Christmas that I haven't had any booze. Um, thinking about having a big party and getting hammered to celebrate that. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I managed to uh, stay on the wagon and that's how I want to live right now. So I'm happy about that. Oh, well done, future Johnny. I'm really proud of you, man. Keep going. That's great. What was the last song that really got its hooks into you? This is a good question. Ah, thank you. The last song, I think, is the Shallow song from uh, A Star Is Born. It's just a really great moment in the film. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, so spoiler alert. But if you've seen it, it's where like the main dude, who's like a big massive star, like country and western star in America, kind of drags this girl that he's met onto the stage and he sings this song with her that she's written. And it's just brilliantly done. I really like the film. I found out afterwards that the band who back him in the film is Neil Young's band. I think that's right. That's what I was told by someone who is quite a muso, um, which I think is why it's, you know, it sounds so genuine and so good and stuff like that. But yeah, it's a really good bit of film and I think it's a really good song. Great duet. There's not enough good duets. Most of the duets that are out there aren't great songs, but um, I think it's a good duet and that's the last song that blew me away. Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing that because you've mentioned it at least twice, you've mentioned it more than what you're actually doing in your career. It sounds like it's going to be really, really good. I can't wait to see it. 
Does President Trump, if he is still the president, still <laughs> love a tweet? He loves a tweet. I actually feel like I can imagine this time when everyone else has come off Twitter and just had enough of it, and he's still just tweeting away. I can sort of see that in my mind, like there's one person on Twitter. <laughs> Not getting any retweets or any likes or anything, and it would probably be Trump. But yeah, he's still on there, and he's still annoying people and firing people up and all the rest of it. No change there is the answer to that question. When did you last cry? Whoa! <laughs> this is what I mean about trying to derail myself. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh, I think I was thinking like, throw yourself a curveball for the future. Last cry. Um... Blimey. I tell you what I think it was. I was watching a Gogglebox special, which was linked to Stand Up For Cancer. And so they had some famous people doing the watching of the TV and stuff like that. And it was really funny. They had um, like football players and I think they had two guys that were in one direction and various people. And then it kind of went to a story um, about a child that had cancer and it was kind of their story and you know you met them and the family and it, and it and it played the whole thing out and that was very very moving um I mean I think you would find that upsetting and it would probably bring you to tears what you know anyway but I have got two small kids as well with a sort of similar age to one of the um the child that was in the in the piece so yeah I think that was the last time it was kind of like that thing as well where you've been laughing at something and enjoying yourself and then it's just a really big change of emotion when you're watching something um uh but it was well done and uh, I think that's the whole point of that show was to raise lots of money for uh the cancer charity so uh, well done Gogglebox have you had the outside of your house painted yet <laughs> no I still haven't back down and had the outside of my house painted yet my wife wants it doing but I think there's lots more things that we should do before that way more important things it's still the same pebble dashed color as it was when we bought it 
And we could do that any time. We could do that any time. No, we haven't done it. Let's move on. <laughs> okay, fine. We'll move on, but I'm not happy. I'm not happy that my wife is going to moan at me because you, future Johnny, couldn't be bothered to get the house painted. Was season two of Stranger Things hit or miss? I think it was a bit shaky. I did enjoy it. There was a character. The funniest thing about Stranger Things two was there was a character in it that was like the kind of heartthrob guy that came into it. He was like a bit wild and smoking and like a bit like whoa, this guy's a bit of a sort of rock star character, and he looks so like a young version of the guy who's singing in my comedy band who's fronting my comedy band so the rest of us in the band just found it hilarious and all we would do is get screen grabs of whenever he was on the uh, show and then put them in the whatsapp group that we had going saying they're looking good mate in your jean jacket and things like that and but he really did look like a young version of the uh, the guy that's singing in my band so um i enjoyed it very much for that fact i did enjoy it as well but i think it's one of those things where the first one was so great that it was very hyped uh, on the second one, and it was a bit samey for me. And there was a couple of bits I think everyone who saw it would say where it went a bit sort of naff in places. Um, bit quiet on the Stranger Things front as to whether it'll be a Stranger Things three. I wouldn't be surprised if there is, but I don't know whether one's coming out or not. So I, I won't ask a further question on that. But yeah, it was okay. Has Barry Dodd seen a ghost yet? Barry Dodds. Let me tell you about Barry Dodds. First of all, they've got a film coming out about the Parapod, so I'm going to go and watch that, and who knows, maybe during that film, maybe in that film, we will find out whether Barry has seen a ghost. Um, But I did a gig with Barry in Tenerife. We went out to Tenerife to do a show, and we stayed in this really great villa, and Barry had a few drinks, and he managed to lose his phone, and I'm pretty much, like, I'm pretty sure within about a minute of that happening... Both me and Paul Peary, who were the other acts doing the gig, said, it'll be in the car, Barry, that drove us back to the villa. We'll get it in the morning. Don't worry about it. Um, Barry didn't do that. He spent nearly all of the night uh, going around the gardens of the villa, including getting a security guard to help him, uh, scouring flower beds and bushes and things, trying to find this phone and all the rest of it. Uh, In the end, he went to bed super, super late and... Paul had been up with him doing that and he'd woken me up a couple of times coming in and slamming the front door and things like that. Anyway, in the morning, the guy that drove the car uh, the night before at the gig rang up first thing and said, I've got a phone here in the car, is it yours, Barry? And me and Paul just looked at each other like, okay, we did have this conversation about 12 hours ago. Anyway, so um, didn't see a ghost but did see a lot of flower beds and (laughs) outside area of the villa. But I love Barry, and I can't wait to see the film. Everyone should go see it. Are you taking on less, and have you managed to balance work and home a bit better? Good question, Johnny Awesome of the past. Thank you very much, Johnny Awesome from the future. I was just saying last night to my wife that I feel like we're doing better this year at balancing home life and fun and stuff and work. Work is about to go crazy for a bit because we've got the run up to Christmas, and that's always very busy, but then... Uh, straight after Christmas and going on tour with Lost Voice Guy for three months. And we just did the first sort of warm-up date for that uh, on Sunday in Manchester at the Lowry. And if that is anything to go by, it is going to be amazing. We did a sold-out show. I was the support. He does the main show. And the people that came were so great. And we had a 
brilliant, brilliant night. We both went on the merch store uh, in the interval and at the end and just spoke to loads of people and it was just great. Great atmosphere, great show. So, yeah, I've done a bit better, but I'm about to go through a busy period, but that's kind of like I've signed up to do that busy period and it's, you know, great things that I'm doing that I really want to be doing. So, um, yeah, doing okay on that, doing okay. I'm proud of us there. Well done for sorting that out. That's great. Have you done anything in the past year that you regret doing? Now that is a question that is making me look out of the window and think, what do I want to say on a podcast that I have done that I shouldn't have done? Come on, there must be something. Um, what I've done in the last year that I regret? Whew. Yeah, I did a shout out at my kids' school on a microphone to a big audience of people at a firework display, which I regret doing. But it wasn't my fault, just to defend myself a little bit. I was already doing shout-outs. People were coming up to me saying things like, can you say happy birthday to Tim? He's five today, and that kind of thing. Because I was emceeing the firework display at my daughter's school. So I'd go on the mic and say, right, let's hear it for Tim, he's five today. And everyone would be like, hey! And this is all pre the fireworks going off, so there's lots of uh, excitement and stuff. And then the headmaster of the school came over to me uh, with another child and said, um, this is, uh, let's just call him Billy, and uh, he's here with his grandparents today. And I said, okay. And he said, so can you make an announcement? And I looked at him thinking, that is a random shout out, but yes, I can do that for you. So I went back onto the mic, brought the music down, said, hey everyone, got Billy here with me now. Uh, he's come to the fireworks with his grandparents. Let's hear it for Billy's grandparents. And everyone went, hooray! And, all that. and I said, have a good time, Billy's grandparents. And then I looked back at the headmaster as if to say, okay. And he went, no, you need to get them to come and get him. He's a lost child. I was like, what? So I realised that he was basically saying to me, he's come with his grandparents, he doesn't know where they are. But he didn't say that bit of information to me, so I had to go back onto the mic and say to everyone, hey, everybody, you know the people we just did the shout-out for? Well, can you come and collect the grandchild from next to the hot dog stand? Because he's lost over here. So... um yeah, I do regret doing that, but I don't really think it was my fault, but I felt pretty embarrassed. I mean, I'm not going to blame you for that one. I think that is on the headmaster. He didn't really arm you with the correct information. Made you look a bit of a fool. In the past year, is there anything that you didn't do that you now regret and wish you did do? Uh, I went to LA on holiday. I don't regret that. It was really, really great. But then while we were there, we went to Vegas for a bit. And because we were sort of busy and we had the kids with us and stuff like that, and we were with our friends, we didn't really spend much time in the casino. Uh, I mean, I did take my kids into the casino and then got told you can't bring kids into a casino <laughs> to go back out. So I did go in. But I feel like maybe there should have been a point during that bit when we were in Vegas where I sat down at one of those tables, maybe got myself a tux, and had a bit of a James Bond moment of like, you know, I'm going to go high roller here. I'm going to throw some dice around and do some stuff I do not know what I'm doing and spend a bit of money. Um, so, yeah, slight regret. I mean, I wasn't too upset when I left Vegas having not done that because it kind of gave me an excuse to go back. That's what I was thinking. I think, you know, I'll come back another time and party and maybe blow some money in the casino. But it did feel a little bit like we went to 
the sort of gambling capital of the world. I didn't really gamble. Maybe that's a good thing. Some people listening will probably say, good for you. Didn't spend a load of money and not really get anything to show for it. But I, yeah, I think, you know, maybe it would have been fun to sit down at one of those tables with, uh, you know, someone next to you sat in a cowboy hat and some lady with like diamonds on and that kind of thing. Especially because my name is Johnny Awesome. I think I would fit right into that scenario. So that would be my regret. Well, that's wonderful. It sounds like you had a brilliant time, all of you, and I don't think you should care about the gambling thing. You can do that any old time. You can go and talk like Betfair in Croydon and put a load of money into a slot machine in there if you really want to waste your money. When you look back over the last year, what is the memory that makes you the most happy? I think over this last year, I would probably say... It would be the photo of me and my wife and the kids under the Vegas sign, actually, because I've done so many Edinburghs, um, and they're brilliant, and I really like Edinburgh, and I'm sure I'll go again and do another show, but we were in need of a holiday and, and actually like having a proper sort of family summer, and the Vegas part of the trip out to America was really special with our friends and things, and we just got this great photo where we're underneath the kind of classic Vegas sign and we're all beaming and we've just got to Vegas and that kind of thing. And I managed to really switch off on that holiday and not do any work and enjoy myself. And um, yeah, it's a nice memory. I think that is a, a good example of the having the fun stuff and doing the family stuff as well as all the work balance. When you get spotted as Billy Trot in Jack and the Beanstalk in the big Croydon pantomime by a Hollywood agent, and get asked to go and make films where you're now an A-lister actor. Stay grounded, Johnny. Remember your friends. Remember your family. Remember Simon, who did the beautiful podcast recording with you that day in Edinburgh. And stay true to yourself. What advice would you give the past, Johnny Awesome, to stand him in good stead over the next year? Past Johnny Awesome. Don't waste time looking for cookies. There's only one cookie out there that you need, my friend. Don't waste time looking for cookies. Oh, and when you go to Vegas, ditch the wife and kids and get in that casino and spend all the money that you could use to paint the house on cards <laughs> and roulette and fun, my friend. Do that. Also, when you play a show, let's just say it's in Middlesbrough on a Saturday night to a sold-out audience and a girl keeps filming you, yeah, you can tell her to turn the phone off, but uh, just park it there. You don't need to tell her lots of times and get into a strop. She's filming the gig. She's an idiot. She knows who she is and there's no point being mopey about it. Uh, everyone's there to have fun, not see you moaning about a phone on stage <laughs> that's making me laugh uh, and finally work, keep working hard on the balance of work and life and uh, get ready for a brilliant tour with us voice guy because I'm telling you now that is going to be the most fun you've had so far on the road enjoy I think that's it for you, Johnny. Thank you very much for doing the podcast today and answering so honestly. And um, I hope you've enjoyed it.
you know what? It was really good fun and really quite thought-provoking. Interviewing yourself is a really clever idea. I mean, I think Simon's onto something here. I think if you can't answer a question to yourself when you hear your own voice ask at you, who can you? I suppose there's another part of me that thinks this must be what it's like if you start hearing voices and potentially Simon is bit by bit helping people go more mad. (laughs) But it's been great. Thank you for having me on the pod. That was Johnny hearing about how he's made conscious efforts to balance his work and personal life as well as how hard Panto is was really interesting to me. I have a friend who runs a really big theatre in the Midlands, and at the time of recording, we are just going into panto season for 2018, and I am getting daily texts from her about how her mental health is taking a battering as a result of putting together one of those shows. So uh, I might have a lot more respect for people who put those on at this time of year. I really enjoyed hearing about how him and Lost Voice Guy are going on tour, and I wish them all the best of luck with that. If you'd like to hear my interview with Lost Voice Guy, uh, it's on my other podcast, which is called RC Industry. There's a link in the show notes, and there's also a ticket link in the show notes uh, for their upcoming tour together. So please do go support them. The audio time capsule is a fruit that got in gravity's way production for the internet. All elements were created by me, comedian Simon Kane. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for subscribing. And thank you very much for rating and donating if you do. I'll see you all in about 14 days' time. Bye! Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.